Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. What we're talking about today is appealing denied claims. And a recent MGMA stat poll, which we've talked about on this podcast before, says, you know, denied claims are going up. Uh, practices are seeing more of them. It's a hassle. And particularly, and we've been talking about this for weeks and months now, in the era of the Great Resignation, where you've got less qualified, less experienced people managing your revenue cycle, the whole man, the whole process of appeals and denials and what's going on here. The risk is that if appeals are going up and experience in dealing with appeals is going down, you're in trouble. So what I want to talk about today is what one practice did. Uh, this is uh, an orthopedic group. And what they want to know is, how are we doing at appealing claims? So to track this in your system, you know, you've heard me say this before, you've heard me say this again, I'm not aware of a practice management system out there that does this out of the box in a canned report. And if your data is in the cloud, and you've got cloudy data and you got to beg to get any kind of data and you're not going to get the data you need, it's going to be really, really hard to do the analysis I'm going to tell you about. And I'm always telling you, boy, own your data. It's a competitive advantage. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Back to because you own your data, what you can do is a couple of things. You've got to A, know that you appealed the claim, and B, know was it successful. So the way this practice knows if they've appealed the claim is they'll put a transaction code when they appeal the claim. And it goes on that line, not on the the ticket or the claim or the encounter or whatever. It goes on that CPT line. So I know I appealed this CPT code, 27447, whatever it is that you're appealing. And by and again, this is a dummy code. It's not going to show up on a CMS 1500 form. It's not going to show up on a patient statement or anyplace else, but it's going to be a dummy code that's going to say, I appealed the claim. Now, the 2.0 version of this dummy code and what this practice does is they have several dummy codes and they'll say, hey, is this a corrected claim or did they ask for documentation or is this a first level appeal or did I just call them and ask or is this some kind of second level appeal, or did I have to go through workers' comp hoops? Or what they'll do is they've got maybe a dozen, 15 different types of dummy appeal codes, so they'll know exactly what kind of appeal it was. So we can get to step two, was the appeal successful? So now that we we know that it has been appealed, and one more, by the way, if you put this code in, now I can tell you, hey, you know what, you've got four new employees in your, you know, business office, the revenue cycle, whatever it is. And of those four, you know, 75% of the appeals are being done by Susan or whatever, right? You can tell because the code's in there, you can data mine for that code and say, all right, here's how many appeals they did. And, you know, this was corrected claims and this was first level appeals. And this was, you know, I had to send documentation or whatever it is. You can see how many they did and what kind of appeals they did because the code's in there. Now you've got the, uh, the appeal code, this dummy code in your system. And what that's going to do is... It, you, you know it's appealed and who who appealed it, but now it's set a date, you know, okay, April 8th or, or August 10th or whatever it is, I know when this claim was appealed. So now what I can do is I can look for money coming in after the date of the appeal to say, was I successful? Does that make sense? So if I know that uh, um, April 8th, that's my example. If I know that I appealed on April 8th, any money that came in after April 8th, our assumption is that that's a successful appeal. Now you're going to say, well, occasionally what you're going to do is they're going to underpay a claim and you're going to get some money on, you know, the, from the primary and then you're going to appeal to get more money and then the secondary is going to pay and it's going to get a little bit messy. But I, don't let the exactly perfect be the enemy of getting started here and saying, what I want to know is, did I get any money after that appeal? 
And if I did, I'm going to call that a successful appeal. And, and again, you can compare that to the allowed amount or what should have been allowed. Look at the CPT code 27447, whatever, and see, did I get it all? But you can see, was, this, was it a successful appeal? By the same token, I've got my April 8th. I know the date of the appeal. I can look for some kind of finalizing write-off adjustment after that date and know, dang it, this was an unsuccessful appeal because I see this write-off adjustment. Some What some groups will do is, let's say they um, there's a $500 uh, charge for the sake of argument. If it gets denied, what'll happen is, especially ERA, it'll get written off, right, to some stupid denial code. So what practices will do to track it sometimes is they'll write it back onto the claim. So the $500 balance comes back in AR or in some place so I can track it. And if they do that, then what you can do is an adjustment after the fact to say, hey, all right, what happened after April 8th? Well, I see an adjustment and I can look for this adjustment code that writes it off unsuccessful appeal, whatever. And then now I know my appeals that were unsuccessful. Am I making sense here? What I'm trying to say is put in that dummy appeal code. Now I've got a benchmark. I know A, who did it, and B, when they did it, so I can track and say, all right, from this date, I'm going to look for money because I know that there was a corrected claim or a verbal appeal or whatever it was. If I get money after, I'm going to call it successful. If I see the adjustment after that writes it back off and I'm done, then I know it was unsuccessful. And if I don't see money coming in or the adjustment, then that appeal is still in process. Maybe I need to follow up on it. Maybe it's been 30 days, 60 days, whatever, and I need to chase that down. The point is there's money out there and the appeals are getting worse and it's worth the time and trouble, especially if you've got new staff or staff that aren't as, are, you know, that think that just, you know, refiling the claim is an appeal or whatever. You, you, you've seen those staff, right? You say, no, no, no. We're going we're, we're gonna to set up dummy appeal codes and we're going to track it so we know who's doing it. And then we're just going to uh, use SQL Server, that's what I use, to look after the fact and say, show me what happened after that appeal. After that April 8th, what happened? And once you know that, now you can manage. You can say, well, look, you know, if we've got Anthem appeals or Blue Cross or whatever it is, we're going to use Sally because Sally gets it every time. Sally's got a relationship. Sally knows, Sally knows the trick. Sally's got the experience. But Sally can't appeal to United Claims Save Her Life. We're not getting any money. So you know what? We're not going to have Sally do that. We're going to have Bob do that or whatever. And you can get some data. You can get some information and put some money back in your pocket. That's the point of this whole podcast. Put some money back in your pocket. I hope these podcasts are helpful for you. Thanks for joining me today.